Hello, welcome to Hearing Health Matters 2023 and this presentation on what you need to know about Oracast broadcast audio from Bluetooth technology. My name is Chuck Sabin. I'm the Senior Director for Market Development at the Bluetooth Special Interest Group. And many of you through a variety of resources and presentations may have been introduced to Oracast broadcast audio and may have seen some of the materials I'm about to present. But it's always a good idea to see them again, especially for a new Bluetooth capability like Oracast broadcast audio. Now we anticipate Oracast to be the next generation of assistive listening technology and more. And many products and manufacturers have committed to supporting Oracast as part of their future technology portfolio for Bluetooth audio connectivity in hearing aids, everyday consumer audio devices, and public spaces. Today, I wanna to walk you through a bit more detail about Oracast and what you may need to know about how it works, how it will be used, and how to identify devices and locations with Oracast broadcast audio in the future. As far as learning objectives, I want you to come away with a clear understanding about three things. First, I wanna give you a clear understanding of the new features of LE Audio and how they enable the use cases for Oracast broadcast audio. Second, I want you to have a clear understanding of the impact that LE Audio and Oracast will have on Bluetooth hearing aids and how Oracast is enabling audio accessibility. And third, I want you to come away with a, an appreciation for the importance of the user expectations for a consistent infrastructure and support for Oracast in public spaces. First, let's just start off with a reminder of uh, you know, who we are as the Bluetooth Special Interest Group. Now, Bluetooth is a globally recognized standards body and trade association. We are the organization at the heart of Bluetooth technology, supporting industry-leading companies around the globe in specification development, device qualification testing, and promoting Bluetooth technology. We're based in Kirkland, Washington, just outside Seattle in the US, and the Bluetooth SIG operates as a not-for-profit trade association with over 40,000 member companies working to advance Bluetooth technology in a variety of markets and solutions. And each year, Bluetooth member companies ship over 5 billion Bluetooth-enabled products worldwide. Now to the heart of the discussion for today. You know, Bluetooth has been leading innovation in wireless audio for over 20 years. However, it has been recognized that developers have, to a degree, stretched the classic Bluetooth audio to its limits. Now, this is Enter LE Audio, the new framework and the new flexible architecture from Bluetooth to support the next 20 years of audio innovation in the market. And just to be clear, you'll see both architectures for quite some time. This is not an instance where you need to throw out your current devices because they were suddenly not gonna work with the new phones, tablets, PCs, and TVs that you might get uh, in the future. Classic Audio and LE Audio will coexist in the market for many years working with both existing and new devices. Now that said, new wireless audio innovation will come with LE Audio. LE Audio will first bring a number of initial enhancements to help relieve some of the challenges seen in the market today. 
And there are three initial benefits that you will see and hear with LE Audio. The first is better performing products, higher quality, better performance, lower power. And the second is greater availability of Bluetooth hearing aids with new standardization, increased performance, and global interoperability between those devices and, and mobile devices. And broadcast audio, and the third, broadcast audio and the introduction of AuraCast broadcast audio for public spaces uh, will be a part of the, the new capabilities with LE Audio. So let's take a look at these benefits in a little bit more detail. The new LE Audio specification and architecture from Bluetooth is really set to enable, as I mentioned before, the next 20 years of wireless audio innovation. This includes a new modern codec for all devices, which helps produce higher quality audio at lower power requirements, enabling devices to have longer battery life in one charge. Second, a new flexible architecture or for or device developers uh, to support multi-stream for binaural hearing aids, seamless voice control, and broadcast capabilities. And third, there's new standardization and profiles specifically for hearing aids and public, public broadcast. Now, regarding standardization and global availability of Bluetooth hearing aids, you know, it is actually the hearing aid ecosystem that first approached the Bluetooth Special Interest Group to standardize Bluetooth audio for hearing aids. Now, the biggest challenges that were in the market was that there was no specific adopted Bluetooth specification for hearing aids. And different hearing aid suppliers had to develop proprietary extensions to the technology. Now this can cause this did cause uh, compatibility problems in the market, which many of you may have or probably have experienced. And then you had Apple with MFI, the Made for iPhone program, and you had Google's Asha, which is the audio streaming for hearing aids program, which tried to resolve platform specific issues, but really made it difficult for true multi-platform handset interoperability for hearing aid devices. And this all drove challenges into the market, including interoperability between hearing aids and new mobile devices that people were purchasing for their lives. Now, this ultimately limited selection in many of the cases and drove higher costs to the end consumer. Now, the LE Audio specification is meant to change this. Standardization through LE Audio and the hearing access profile will bring better, better performance to your hearing aids and standardization will drive true global interoperability, and standardization should deliver more selection, choice, and increase the overall accessibility for people with hearing loss. Now, with regards to accessibility. Now, AuraCast Broadcast Audio is a new capability for Bluetooth wireless technology that will deliver new audio experiences to help your world sound better. Now, when you look at AuraCast and the AuraCast story for the market, there are three key experiences that we're enabling for the near future, right? The first is share your audio. Now, this is me sharing my audio with you or the people that are around me. In this case, it's smartphones, tablets, laptops will allow you to share your audio experience with others to listen to music and watch videos together. 
Now, this could also include other applications like tour systems and other group listening experiences, you know, where you're trying to share your audio with the people that are around you. The second experience is around unmute your world. Now, this is providing the opportunity for an audio experience with the silent TVs that you see in bars, gyms, waiting rooms, and airports. Because silent TVs and monitors, they're everywhere, right? Simply stated, AuraCast allows you to join the audio broadcast of a program or on a monitor rather than watching or reading closed caption in silence to create a more complete watching experience. Now, this can also include multi-language support or listening to audio sources that provide multiple audio sources that provide a simulcast of an alternate language on that monitor on that TV as well. The third experience is around hear your best. And this is supporting audio accessibility and better hearing health, especially for those with hearing loss. Or when you just want to hear better what is going on around you, like PA announcements, lectures, conversations, and so on. Because overcoming loud, ambient noise can be a challenge in public spaces for everyone. And this is especially true for people with hearing loss. AuraCast enables direct audio listening to the public address systems and other transmitters to help you hear your best using your listening and hearing devices. And this includes augmented audio experiences at theaters and assistant, uh, you know, assistive listening in public spaces and in, loca in locations like places of worship, transit centers, airports, conference centers, and other public gathering places. Now, I want to emphasize that AuraCast is an assistive listening technology, but it applies to more than just enhanced audio and assistive listening. It can apply to all manner of use cases and increase audio accessibility for everyone. You know, AuraCast will increase the value of audio to more people at a location. Now, because AuraCast is designed to be implemented on all manner of listening devices, there's a broad demographic of users who can use AuraCast. And because it supports multiple channels and multiple broadcasts, venues can improve their user experience with multiple audio options at a location supported from one technology. Now, additionally, one of the challenges of setting up a location for audio assistance is the impact on the venue, causing somewhat of a resistance uh, to implementation, especially for retrofit to, to an existing building. Now, this can ultimately limit installation to a single use case, or you know, they find accessibility support from you know, less accessible, lower quality alternatives. But deploying an RF system like AuraCast with Bluetooth can be simple and easy to deploy and reconfigure to any changes in the environment. It's really similar to deploying a Wi-Fi network. Essentially, you affix a transmitter to the ceiling or the wall, you plug it into the audio system, and you're ready to go. AuraCast supports unlimited endpoints without the need to sit in a specific area to receive the audio experience that you want. AuraCast can easily cover a large area in, of in-range devices in a location, inside or outside, for inside, indoor, or outdoor locations. And because it is Bluetooth, a technology familiar to many people, 
training and education may be more easy or maybe easier to more people. Now let's talk a little bit more detail about how Oracast broadcast audio actually works and some of the questions that I hear. You know, this may be a little bit more detail in terms of this diagram, but I want to show you this because there are two questions that I hear the most during presentations. The first is, does Oracast use the standard Bluetooth pairing methods I use today for audio? And two, is the smartphone required to listen to an Oracast broadcast audio stream from a transmitter? To answer the first question, the simple answer is no. This is not a classic Bluetooth pairing between two devices. Right? Broadcast is meant to be accessible by everyone, not just you. Right? For broadcast, a transmitter advertises the availability of a standard quality Oracast broadcast audio stream, and any Oracast receiver or assistant can listen for that broadcast and join based on the request of the user. Now, some broadcasts may be encrypted and may require additional input by the user, depending on the implementation. But at the heart of an Oracast broadcast, the transmitter or source has no idea what or how many devices are listening to the Oracast broadcast audio stream at any given time. And this allows one transmitter to broadcast effectively to an unlimited number of people that are within range of that transmitter. The transmitter broadcasts audio everywhere for people to listen and people listen depending on their desire. Now on the second question, is the smartphone required to listen to an Oracast uh, audio stream? Again, the simple answer to this question is no. Once joined, receiver, whether or not it's the headphones or earbuds or hearing aids or your cochlear implants, you know, it listens, those listen to a direct audio stream from the transmitter. The smartphone is not involved in that case. Now, that said, there are effectively two common models for finding and joining an Oracast audio stream. And these are with an assistant and without an assistant. Now, in both cases, it starts with the transmitter advertising the availability of a standard quality Oracast broadcast audio stream. And when you have an assistant like a smartphone or a key fob or some other model, the assistant scans for available broadcasts and provides the, the interface for the user to choose which broadcast to join. Now, once the broadcast is selected by the user, the assistant directs the receiver on where to go and the receiver joins the broadcast directly. And we anticipate that this will be the most common method uh, for users to join, uh, find and join uh, a broadcast, very similar to discovering an available Wi-Fi access point. The second model is without an assistant. Now, the process is very similar in this case. Uh, that where you have uh, the, the receiver itself scans for available broadcasts and provides the mechanism on the device, the button, the swipe, the switch to join the broadcast. Again, no smartphone or assistant is required at that point in time. Uh, kind of like how you might you may turn on a telecoil today. You know, however, you know, when we think about using uh, devices, 
you know, for devices that are size and resource constrained or when multiple streams are available, you know, this may not be the most practical method for the user. And this is why we say with an assistant may be the most common method to find and join a broadcast. But the choice to support an assistant, you know, or not, you know, is up to the manufacturer of the receiving device. Now, there are additional methods uh, for discovery that are under discussion, you know, things like using proximity, you know, am I near a transmitter and I connect to it, QR code, using QR codes or NFC, you know, and that may also be used by developers in the future, you know, but these are still under development and, and will come out as the, as the maturity of Oracast continues. Now, I've said it a couple of times that audio accessibility, you know, should be for everyone. So why is this important? You know, why the emphasis on an Oracast standard for public spaces? Why the emphasis on standard quality public broadcast audio? And that's because hearing health for everyone matters, right? Standard quality, a standard quality audio stream is the universal and common denominator for accessibility of Oracast for all transmitting and receiving devices regardless if it's TWS earbuds, headsets, headphones, hearing aids, cochlear ear implants, and so on. And it is also required for all Oracast locations to support the broadcast of a standard quality audio stream. Now I tell you this because advocating for transmitters, for Oracast transmitters at locations that support the Oracast requirements ensures that a broadcast support and audio accessibility is available for all users at all locations for all devices. And that's effectively what we're trying to get to. Effectively, in this case, global audio accessibility hinges on devices and location following the Oracast requirements. And your advocacy and your emphasis is important to driving global audio accessibility. Now, how do you know a device or a location supports Oracast or says it supports Oracast? There are two paths to identify support for Oracast broadcast audio. You know, first is on the device, and the second is at the location. First, let's start with the device. Mid-2022, we introduced the Oracast brand and trademarks, including the word mark, combination mark, figure mark, and functionality icon for device manufacturers. Now, similar to the core Bluetooth trademarks, any device is eligible to use the Oracast trademarks as long as it is qualified and proven to follow the Oracast brand requirements. The Oracast wordmark and associated trademarks can coexist with the core Bluetooth trademarks as depicted in the product pictures on this slide. You know, these are just pictures and should not be construed as actual product support just yet. Uh, so just take it as an examples of what you will see in the market. But for both device manufacturers and locations, we are encouraging them to use the Oracast trademarks to convey support for Oracast to consumers looking for devices. Next, let's look at uh, public locations. You know, for locations, we've introduced a new stylized identity for use in public spaces. And we felt that Oracast, the Oracast trademark needed to stand out further 
for simple consumer recognition and easy spotting of support in public spaces. Now, different from the AuraCast combination mark I just showed you before, the new stylized identity is designed to depict support for assistive listening and support for new enhanced or augmented audio experiences in that location where you may go. And we're encouraging prominent display of this identity to quickly convey to consumers they have access to these new audio capabilities at this location. And we're also working with accessibility service providers to ensure that they have ample opportunity to support installers and installations with AuraCast branding materials and AuraCast location registrations. Now I'm often asked, and, and you may be asking this yourselves, and I'm often asked, well, what about Telecoil? You know, what about loop systems that are already in these locations? And we recognize that telecoils are available in many hearing aids today. And we also recognize through tremendous advocacy by a number of organizations that hearing loop is deployed in many locations today as well. And, but, the, but AuraCast and hearing loop can and will coexist in the same location for many years to come. Now, it's important to accommodate existing and new technologies. We get that. So together, they, they, they actually match the needs of the devices that the users have, whether or not you're looking at current technology or you're looking at new technology. So in this case, we recommend locations would use both the AuraCast and hearing loop signage to signal the availability of both systems at the location. And then users, depending on their hearing device, the capabilities that they have, or their preference, you know, can choose which capability best fits their need for that particular location. Now, that said, again, as you can imagine, developing and delivering a new consumer audio capability like AuraCast for both consumer applications as well as for assistive listening technology is a monumental effort. And I want to reinforce with you that this is a global and ecosystem-wide effort to deliver AuraCast into the market. The Bluetooth Special Interest Group is not acting alone. The Bluetooth Special Interest Group has brought together key product and hearing access stakeholders in the consumer and professional audio ecosystem. The objective has been to align the audio industry and ecosystem of suppliers, manufacturers, and associations on the scope of experiences covered by AuraCast, the global brand and identity of those experiences, and the product and location requirements that I've talked about earlier. Now, this graphic only shows some of the many companies and organizations who have supported and participated in this development effort. And many more have already pledged their support for AuraCast in devices they will and services that they will offer in the future. Now, as much as I would like to snap my fingers and have global support for AuraCast everywhere in all public locations, this is not gonna happen overnight, right? And time in this case is not weighed in just months. You know, it will take sometimes years even to really get the market fully integrated, but I am encouraged by what I see happening in the market, right? Analyst estimates, estimates uh, the uptake and opportunity for LE audio and the use cases for AuraCast broadcast audio is quite significant. You know, in a recent published market research note in partnership with ABI Research, 
ABI estimates the estimates that there will be over 3 billion LE audio enabled devices shipping each year within the next five years. Right. And ABI also estimates that there are over 61 million establishments, locations, venues globally that could benefit from and take advantage of Oracast broadcast audio today. And while it's still early to track trends, you know, ABI estimates roughly 2.5 million Oracast broadcast audio deployments and locations will be available in the next five to seven years. So again, as I said, it will take years to get the full deployment of, of Oracast. So for many details, uh, you know, for more details, uh, you know, on these and other estimates, you know, please download and review the recent LE Audio market research note. It's titled LE Audio, the future of Bluetooth audio on Bluetooth.com. And if you're still curious and want more information on Oracast or wish to stay up to date on new information, I encourage you to visit Bluetooth.com slash Oracast. Now, I've shown a number of resources throughout this presentation, and everyone has access to the content I have presented. And I encourage you to visit Bluetooth.com slash Oracast for additional links and information I did not cover here today. So I want to thank you for your attention and taking your time with me today. And if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. I'm an advocate for audio accessibility, and I'm committed to doing what it takes to help make this happen for everyone. I want to thank you for your time, and I hope you've enjoyed this presentation. And I look forward to the day when AuraCast and audio accessibility is everywhere for everyone. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time.